What is going on, everyone? This is Brandon back at it again with Entrepreneurs of Tomorrow. I'm here today with Wyatt, and what we're going to be talking about today is a little bit about you know being independent, not living in your past, and you know doing what you want because we live in the best country in the world, obviously. So, what's going on, Wyatt? Nothing much. I feel you there. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so um, the reason why Wyatt's on here today is because I feel like he's got a really good understanding of you got to be independent, you got to be in your lane, and to to do that you have to you know you have to do a couple things. You have to work, you have to you know have your set of values, and you have to continue to move on. Would you agree? I agree, a hundred percent. So I think what we'll begin here today to talk about is kind of like. Well, first off, Wyatt, let's start off with, like, you know, people that live in a certain time in their head, and they go into this kind of state, this kind of state of, like, it's going to, they got to have this, I, I guess I'm just tripping on my words here, but, like, what do you think about people that, what they do is they go through high school, right? Mm-hmm. And then they move into this sphere of college, for like a four-year vacation like what is that about well i would say um people enjoy high school sometimes you know the parties and stuff you get the social activity but there's no adult responsibility that usually comes with it and so college often you know becomes like instead of you know a career starter it's more of like a 13 14 15 16th grade where they just continue the parties and Honestly, it's like college, like high school X. Because, you know, now not only are you no responsibilities, really, now you don't even live with your parents most of the times. There's no supervision either. So it's just like your first taste of freedom. And so it's basically just absolute free roam. Right. Yeah, definitely. And people that go there, they're they're doing a major, of course. And the the people just don't understand the value and the position that they're in. Because most people they go they go to college thinking that you know they're gonna up up their ante on their intellectual level level and their network and everything, but a lot of the times they just just their major doesn't even work out and they just go down the dump. Yeah, they uh, they don't take it very seriously most of the time. They just you know they they are used to the high school where you know if I'm failing they're gonna help me pass real quick because they just want me out the class when it's not the case. This is the big deal because like if you're gonna be a doctor and you can't pass the class they're not just gonna give you the passing grade to get you going because you know you're about to do some real heavy stuff out there and so I mean, it's, it's a serious big deal and um i don't know i just don't think they're prepared really enough most of the time for college they just they're just kind of thrown into it you think that's like a parenting issue or like a high school readiness issue i think it's kind of both i mean like parents you know you it's hard to throw, especially if, if like a parent, like my dad didn't go to college, so he didn't really know how to prepare me for the, if I were to go to college. Um, but I mean, I don't think high schools, they, they try, it's kind of hard, you know, to put people in a perspective into something they've never been in. So like, it's hard to make them imagine that, like, hey, you're living on your own and you just go to school and go home and then you're going to have all these free times and stuff to really grasp it. It's hard to grasp it until you're actually thrown into it. And so I think that's, that's one of the hardest things to do. It's like, it's like moving out for the first time. You can imagine what it's going to be like, but once you don't know what it's like until you actually do it. So it's kind of like experience is the only way to 
be successful. Yeah. I'd say so. So you think they're so? I got you. I understand now. So most of these people, when it comes to <coughs> this college, I'll jump into another topic here right now. You know, it's with the independence. Now, like when it comes to being independent, obviously it's important. But what what do you think makes a person independent? Uh, for a person to be independent, I would I would say something along the lines of you're able to you know function and sustain you know like your your you know lifestyle kind of way. You know I'm not saying like if you live with wealthy parents you have that lifestyle, but you're able to you know go out there, you get a job, you be able to support yourself, where you know you're not leaning on someone else to to keep you going. I mean, you know, if you're independent, you you can basically go somewhere and not need any help, I would say. I think that'd be the most best the best way to put it, independence. Yeah. yeah. And it's really important to have independence, especially when you ever, you know, you're moving from that stage from high school, college and then <coughs> off of college because you need to it's I think that's the most important thing because that goes with experience and that goes with a couple things when it comes to, you know, moving on into the next level of your life whether it be you know getting a new career or you know moving into a new place because you're going to need to have independence when it comes to surviving I mean that's true because um another thing independence does like when you go to high school and you're constantly having friends and you know they're always supporting you and then you go to a college out of state and they're not going with you you, you kind of really don't know how to function in a way because you immediately want to have that group of friends, and that's often where you know crowds form, you know, and people who were A students in high school are now barely passing college because they're too busy partying and sororities, which there's sorority people that pass, they do really well, but it's because they have that mindset. You gotta go into it with the mindset. But if you go in there, you know, I gotta have people to talk to. School's gonna be secondary when it needs to be the primary, because you know that's the reason you're there, and so that's gonna be the downfall is not having that independence beforehand. So, are you saying that when people go to college, they should have no fun? No, I mean, fun's, you know, college is meant to be fun, I think. I mean, you know, that's some of the best times in college, you know, parties aren't a big deal. But it's like, I think it's when you go to college solely because that there's, you know, there's people that look up which colleges have the best looking women, which ones have the best parties. And that's also like some people, they consider that versus, you know, this college can get me this degree. And I can still have fun in college. I mean, every college has fun. But when you put that as that priority over what you're actually at the college to do, it kind of intervenes with the the motive. Yeah, I mean, I agree that people should have, I mean, they should have a balance. But when it comes to it, it's kind of, you got to look at why you're there. Because, I mean, you can look at, like, frat parties. I mean, there's people in there that will pass, and then, you know, they're, they still have the parties. But, you know, whenever they're not having parties, they're not just chilling at the house or hitting up women all the time. They're actually doing their stuff, doing what they need to do, and they're still able to have that fun. But some people will go, and they just want to chill and just go crazy. Absolutely just, you know, enjoy the freedom of college. And, I mean, you need to take advantage of it because, I mean, college isn't cheap, is it? God, no. I mean, you're looking at... Most colleges, you know, you're looking at fourteen, fifteen thousand a semester when it comes to univer four year co- four year universities, and then when you go past that, you know, Ivy League and all that, it's just upwards even, <laughs> even further than that. So, 
you know, like, what do you think about that? Like, do you think college is too much? Is it worth it? What What do you think about that? I think it's 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 a little expensive. Um, personally, I, mean, yeah. I I wouldn't know. Like, I haven't really looked at the numbers of you know what the degree actually brings. But I mean, like you know, you see all the time people who've been working years into their careers after getting the degree still paying off the loans. And you can't file bankruptcy on on that. On a loan, no. No. So like you know, it's definitely really expensive. But I think one thing people need to realize also is like you know. They don't really look. They go to college, but they don't realize the sacrifice some parents have to do. Like some people, their parents been saving since the day they found out they were pregnant or something. Yeah. For their child to go, you know, they've been saving all these years, sacrificing. So and they just think, hey, I'm in college. So, in two senses here, is it the child's? What if? What if? Because this is the entrepreneurs of tomorrow podcast. Let's just put it in this perspective now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take something that you said. So say. Jimmy doesn't want to go to college. Okay. Should he feel guilty that his parents have been saving since day one? I wouldn't say so because I would feel guilty if he didn't want to go to college, but he still, you know, kind of went just to have the fun because they saved all that money. And now it's like, hey, instead of going to college, I don't really want to go. I'm not going to get anything out of it. Keep your money that you've been saving, you know, use it on you. Versus, well, I don't want to go to college, but they've just saved the money, so I'm just going to go blow all this money just so I can go get, you know, meet all the women, have all the parties, and then not, you know, really use what I go there for. That's just a waste. So, I mean, <clears throat> if you're up front with, you know, hey, I don't want to waste this money, then I don't think you should feel guilty. And I feel like a lot of people, they waste the prime of their life. A lot of people, they, they look at it a couple of ways. They say, the prime of my life is when I can do whatever I want whenever I want. I mean, that's true to a sense, but I mean, I'd say your prime of your life is between 18 and 20, 28, somewhere in between there. That's because, that's when you have the most energy, and you're you're just on the cusp of independence and freedom, and you can technically do just about anything you want to do. So, I mean, a lot of people look at it and they say, you know, I don't want to waste my time doing this and that when I can just be living it up, but... Is that contradictive, and are they wasting their time by living it up? In a sense, I would say. You know, there's some people um, that will, after high school, you know, they enjoy the parties, and, you know, they enjoy the freedom and getting to do what they want to do. And then they will continue that lifestyle outside of high school and never really move on to the next stage of life. I mean, which is, you know, it's fun for them at the moment, but it's also going to be a lot harder down the road when, you know, you're 20-something years old and you're trying to get your first job because you were too busy enjoying life you know but you're not preparing yourself. I mean it's, you know you can still have that fun but you gotta take steps to prepare it's all about preparation too yeah and I think it, I think in a sense um, that's a big point here with life, it's lifestyle versus events because when it's when you when you take it as an event you go to it and you have your fun when it's a lifestyle it's every single day so I think it's about priorities. Like, you know, you can definitely prepare for the future and, you know, have your fun. I mean, I hate how people think, you know, if I want to be successful, I can't have fun. You can have all the, you know, you be successful, but, you know, there's going to be downtime. Balance. You know, I mean, take a day off here and there. But, I mean, it's when you, you, you structure your business like, okay, we're not having a party tonight. Now it's time to get something started with business or it's time to make find, find a job now that we're not having parties. I mean, you can still work and then have the fun 
It's just moderation, I'd say. Well, let's get a little political now. Uh-oh. So, back to, like, the college costs and everything. Should college be free? I wouldn't say free. Because, you know, um, a lot of taxes go to to public schools. That's a lot of money to run a, a, a school. A lot. You got teacher salaries, building fees, utilities, buses. You got to upkeep all of this and pay all the people to do it and the people working in it. You know, I would say, you know, charge for college because it's, I mean, it, it, it's extra on top of high school. But it would just cost so much money to run it for free, especially, you know, being the difference between being a high school teacher and a, a college professor. You know, some of the people have gone, they paid extra money to go to school to get that degree so they could have that higher pay, which is, you know, understandable. But I think, you know, they should pay it up to a point. You know, it shouldn't be like buying a, like a freaking foreign sports car kind of cost, but it should be enough to keep it running and, you know, have a growth. Because it's almost in the same sense that you know, people value like a book or value a course that they're selling. They'll value it based on the amount of value you think you'll get out of it. So that's kind of how colleges value their their classes. But if I've looked at it, I feel like the only thing that really like they should change is you know the textbook costs. Because how they do textbooks is they buy. If you didn't know this, they buy between 500 to a few thousand at a time from the publisher. Mm-hmm. And they're buying them probably not even a dollar a piece just because that's how they, that's how they do it. They buy it maybe a, and at most maybe a couple dollars a piece. And then they're going to charge you four to five to pay for it a piece. So they're upscaling up 600% or 500% on, on a book that they bought in bulk. So I mean I get the tuition I get the um, I get the the housing that makes sense to me. If there's anything I would change, it would be the book cost because that's just impractical to charge way more. But at the same time, hey, they're gonna pay anyway. Yeah, because uh, that's just like a business mindset in the college, you know. Which college is a business? It is. But, you know, it should also be taken into consideration as well because, you know, these people are coming to start careers. And, you know, you make enough off the tuition at most college, every college, to keep it up running. And, like, I agree, you know, to some point you should pay to rent the book, but not to, you know, you could rent them or you could buy them. But it shouldn't be, you know, the cost of it plus maybe 10%. Like grocery stores, the cost to get the product in the store plus 10%. You know, not this extreme amount, you know. And... It's that's what's making stuff so expensive. Like you know, like buying a car. When I went to buy a car, you know, here's the price, and then you go to buy it, and then here's like three thousand dollars extra fees that they throw on you last second. Like, hey, here's textbooks. Oh, here's the uh, cost to move into a dorm. Like, my God, come on. It's it's those hidden fees that you really don't think about when you look at tuition that kills you in college. Yeah, and like, so like, say you want to be a doctor, which, in my opinion, this is my only opinion. I don't think college is worth it unless you're going for a STEM degree. Oh, yeah. Science, uh, technology, engineering, or mathematics. Um, There's a wide range of different degrees for that, too. But I think those are only the applicable ones for college. But um, in a sense, this is what I think. So I don't think it's worth it at all for, for like, your average person. Say, I mean, you're going 
let's just take let's take a fun thing like marketing. Say you're a marketing major, mm-hmm. you're gonna do a four year thing, and then you get out with your bachelor's of marketing. Because you look at all these jobs on LinkedIn, not LinkedIn, but like Indeed.com or like whatever kind of job listing, it says you the prerequisite is a bachelor's in marketing. So you take that at, take that at face value, then you go through four years. You have, and then you have a let's let's be nice here. Let, you have a eighty-four thousand dollar fee uh, fee at the end of it for your student loans. Well, a couple of things with that student loan. One, you can't file bankruptcy on it. So you're always going to have it. If you die, your kids will have it. Um, and you're, that's, so that's fun um, because, you know, colleges have just now upscaled their prices in the last 15, 20 years to where now when this generation becomes, you know, adults grand, and then grand, I mean, parents and then grandparents, their kids and their grandkids are going to feel the burden. And they feel like they're going to get a will. Maybe they will. But... Also in that will, that's not even said, is the debt to society. That they still have, yeah. And do you think that's that's another thing? Do you think that's fair? That no. say say you you're walking down the street, you're 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 white, you're walking down the street, and you get a phone call, granddad's dead. Well, you met granddad a couple times. Guess what? All your other in in this situation. Granddad is kind of the only like you're the only like piece piece yeah. of the puzzle for granddad, right? Mm-hmm. Well, granddad owned owned the IRS and not just the IRS owned the government fifty five thousand dollars. Well, now that's on you. Is that fair? I don't think so. I really don't because if it's, I mean, even if you lived in the same house, if you didn't, you know, agree to it, that's like me buying a car and then, you know, when the bill comes, me just hand it to my mom. That ain't gonna work. You know, if I didn't put my name on it, you know, if I didn't agree to it, and they die, I mean, you know, they're they're gone. I mean, you sh- you could take it out of their assets or something like that. But at the end, you know, it's like a repo. You get what you you know when people stop buying the paying for the car, you get the car back and you get what you can from it. So like if people were to die and they owed fifty thousand dollars, you would you know sell assets, I guess, to get fifty thousand dollars. But it shouldn't have to go to the next person and start picking up someone else's burden. So what if there was no assets? Well, I mean, I, st- I don't know how they would do it. You know, I'm not very smart about that kind of situation. But I don't think it should just fall on the next person because if that's the case, you know, what's stopping somebody from like, hey, I'm 70-something years old. I'm about to, I'm getting close to the end. I'm going to buy like a Corvette and do all this stuff to it and have this huge loan because when I die, I ain't got to worry about it. You know, John grandson's going to take care of it for me so i mean that brings me into another contradicting point so is it is it bad if like a dealership or like a insurance policy turns you down because you're a certain age because they feel like you won't be able to pay that off is it discriminative that's a good question actually is it morally correct to turn someone down because they're too old well i mean i would say no um i mean you gotta look at some like if he was buying a car and um let's say he he was wealthy man in his prime he had you know million dollars in the bank he's trying to buy a corvette obviously he has the assets to pay for it if something were to happen now if it's just somebody like he he's living you know social security check social security check when he ain't gonna afford it period 
but I mean, you gotta look at the assets and kind of combine them. You know, it, I hate to say it like that too, because you know, they can't help that they're that old. But you also gotta look like, you know, I'm risking my product out there, and you're gonna have to, you know, I'm expecting that money back. And if I don't get it, you know that that's cut to me and my family. And that's my family's food that's not coming in. So it's it's. I hate looking at it just from the, you know, they're screwing the old guy. You gotta look at it both ways. It's, yeah, that's a hard situation. I say, yeah. I mean, if it's a private, if it's a private organization or a private business, they should be able to conduct matters on their own, on their own say. I mean, that's that's why I don't agree with some people that. I mean, some people are like, well. Why is insurance more for guys than girls? Well, it makes sense. Do yeah, they have reasons? I mean, they don't just come up with this willy, willy, willy mm-hmm. dilly. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, otherwise the the men working for that company probably wouldn't really stand for it if if they knew that there weren't any reasons with it. Right. Yeah. So like, the old guys, ninety four years old, takes out a loan and puts it down. That's a different thing, but then it goes to the bank giving them that loan, and then it goes to credit score. It tells you and all that. So it's just a big process where you can get to that point, but if you do get to that point, you better have some sort of fall, something to catch your fall because you don't live forever, and you got to understand that. So, but... You know, most people listening to this aren't 90 years old, so you got a while to understand and think about that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what is that quote that I really thought about right there? It's like, uh, the sins of the father go to the son or something. I don't know. It's something along that line. It kind of applies to, you know, because when you get to that point, you got you can't just think of yourself at that moment because you got to realize what, what, if I something were to happen to me, would I be okay morally that it would fall on them? That's why life insurance exists, man. That's why. I, that's why I have it. And this will take our stance, our stance to do give away our sponsor ad for Primaric. I'm just kidding. <laughs> life insurance policies for you. Now, thinking about it, do we live? With all this being said, do we live in the greatest country on the face of the planet? I'll say so. Why? Well, I mean, I mean, you got the religious freedoms. Like, if you look in other countries, there's people like I'm a Christian, and and if I went to another country, I would really have to hide underground. Like, I'm not sure specific countries. I know there's some, you know, they have to be underground services. There's people getting their heads chopped off. Well, that's the Middle East. You know, all yeah. this going on, and here, you know, we, you know, sometimes you get a little negative word, but you know, you ain't got, I ain't got to worry about walking down the street with a cross hanging off my neck. And some guy coming up behind me and chopping my head off because of it. And I think of it like this. This country automatically is... The overwhelmingly religion in America is Christianity. But you got to look at it on the other side. A guy that believes in Islam can walk down the street oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, that's one thing I do love about it is because, like, you know, as a Christian, I'll see many Muslims come into a... Uh, the grocery store, you know, I do a vending, I work with a vending company, and, you know, I'll, we'll communicate, we'll have a legit conversation, and it's nothing to it, you know, it's not like he's going to come in there threatening me, I'm going to threaten him for what he's believing, it's just two human beings that have different opinions, but overall, we live in the same place, and we're not threatening each other, we're just trying to coexist in the same area. Yeah, exactly. So, it doesn't matter what politics you believe in, 
it doesn't matter what state you're in what matters is the opportunity and you you do have opportunity like if you have there's there there's a couple gray areas here and there but those are just roadblocks and there's still opportunity there so if you're an orphan that sucks but that's just there's ways to further up once you get to a position if you feel like you're put down because you were born in poverty there's ways to get out of that so say that you were in that same situation that you are now but in a different part of geography on the world well your chances are probably best here oh yeah and um speaking of like you know being born into poverty personally if i saw like you know two successful successful businessmen and one said you know he started off his dad gave him like you know five hundred thousand dollars to start a business and the other guy said you know my family lived in government housing i'm going to respect the guy that came from absolutely nothing and still found the way like that takes the most persistence but they're going to gain the most respect i think because what you come from and you push through those barriers you can you you obtain skills that people that you know are born into that opportunity you know kind of a head start don't really get like i i don't understand the I would not understand the the struggle, you know, of not having a meal every day versus someone that, you know, they come from, maybe they eat not every day to where they're successful. That's, you know, something I wouldn't understand. I respect them for being able to come through it, and I'd love to hear, you know, what they've learned along the way. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, moral of the story, USA. All the way. All the way. I mean, there's... It doesn't really matter about a con like being by being in the country and it being like a patriotic thing. It's more about I mean there's many countries that have opportunity. Don't get me wrong. But it's more about the abundance. I mean there's such an abundance and that's why I feel in 2018 today is May 17th or 18th. I think it's the 18th. 19th. 19th. No, is it? Sunday, Saturday, May 19th. It's May the 19th. <laughs> it's 2018. Well, 10 years ago, we were in the recession. All right? 20 years ago, we none of this technology existed that we have today. 30 years ago, the first phones were out. 40 years ago, it was a shit show. We had just got out of Vietnam. Every, there was so much hate. It was unbelievable. 50 years ago, we just entered Vietnam. We just got out of the civil rights movement. And there was like a divided country way more than it is today. 60 years ago, we had just got out of World War II. We were in the Korean War. We were, I mean, there's always conflict here and there. But we had absolutely nothing like we have today when it comes to energy and abundance of food and less poverty. 70 years ago... My goodness, we we were just way a way different country than I mean I could just go on and on about decades and decades and decades, but we we there is no better time than today now. I can't say that about tomorrow, but I can say that about today. Oh yeah, it's it's incredible if you think about it. you know you mentioned seventy years. That's someone's not even a full lifetime of how much stuff will change and how much opportunity will come and just years like you know 10 years so much has happened 
like how much folds have changed in 10 years where we went from you know they're a decent size now they can go under water yeah like that was unheard of a phone touches water you know it's over now we have all this technology and what's going to happen in the next 10 years the new opportunities that are going to arise in 10 years from now I mean five years from now it's just it's continuously non-stopping it's just it's never going to stop yeah me and Y can be the first to tell you that if you have a phone you can make money so like when I, when you talk about opportunity the the thing gets get to it is the money making if you have a phone a smartphone perhaps let's say an iPhone there's many ways you can make money you can download the Amazon app oh, yeah. you can go to thrift stores you can go to yard sales estate sales buy something for $15, $5, $6 and flip it for $40 scale that you make a you make a living out of it you can go to your house, go through your attic, and you can find stuff that you're not that nothing it's not going to be used anymore, and you can sell it on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, LetGo, Amazon, eBay. Yeah, I found a book from like two years ago from college when I first went, and uh, I just put it on there, twenty bucks. Didn't even, didn't even know where it was. Just made twenty bucks, just like that. Just like that. Easy. I'm, it's easy. So. And like, if you even like, it's the 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 funnest way is probably. I mean, it's the dirtiest way to do it. I mean, look on Craigslist, looks on Facebook Marketplace, people give away stuff for free. Like they're like, I don't want this anymore. It's an old coffee table. Get a pickup truck, go pick up the coffee table, and list it for fifteen dollars. That's fifteen dollars. That's fifteen dollars profit. Maybe two dollars in gas. So that's thirteen dollars profit. You can even pay it up, charge twenty. I mean, <laughs> and I'm, I mean, get a rent a moving truck for four hundred dollars and fill that bitch up. <laughs> like just yeah. like one day scale a hundred miles, you and a buddy, and then split the difference. <clears throat> you could make over a thousand dollars in a weekend. So a lot of people, on when it comes to short term cash, I mean, they just got to look at it. I mean, I gotta I gotta buy this new book for the class or. You know, I'm trying to get a computer so I can start something up. Or, I need some new shoes, man. Well, don't be fancy about these things. Think about the functionality and the value that they provide and just get one and then move on. I mean, the opportunity is there and we live in the best country in the world. Definitely. I have to agree. So, anyway guys, I appreciate it so much that you joined us. Uh, on this little talk about independence bringing yourself to a realization that you can do whatever you want to do as long as you understand the opportunity that's present and of course United States of America and the 2018 year it's pretty much a pretty good combination of being amazing anything any any last second thoughts or things that you can think of Wyatt I think we covered a lot we did we did we did so thank you guys for joining us. This is Brandon and Wyatt on the podcast of Entrepreneurs of Tomorrow. Appreciate it. You guys have a good one. <laughs>